0: We Decide.
1: Well, we should make it a topic. (laughs) Unfortunately, I didn't take German in school. I barely took, I took Spanish and I don't remember any of it.
0: Three Fates Decide Podcast.
1: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Three Fates Decide. This this is Mary and I'm with my two uh, co-hosts, Sam and Liz. Hello. Hey. And today we are going to be doing a... A recap of the Disney Plus series, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. We just watched the last episode yesterday. Um, and what a journey have we gone on with that show, ladies.
0: I can't believe it's been six weeks. Yeah. Like it just flew by. Like, I, I can't believe it's over. Like, I'm not ready yeah. for it to be over.
1: <laughs> Same
0: same same yeah oh um, my god but you know i i think one one thing that you know and i i just remember when they were leading up to it like they kept saying like oh it's not shot like wandavision it's not shot the same thing as wandavision it's a movie it's a, you yeah. know it's a six hour movie or whatever blah, blah blah and i just remember like you know i i watched the first episode and i i everyone was like, oh, it's, it's, there's nothing like it was boring. It was this, that. And I'm like, but they are telling you, this is like a movie. This is like a six hour movie. So think about every single movie that comes out. You don't just jump right into the action. Okay, let's go. You know, where where WandaVision, each individual, I mean, yeah, they all like going together, but each individual episode was its own episode. Yes. Like a, like a sitcom where this is, You know, it was literally a six hour movie. So it starts off as, you know, figuring out where these guys are, and then it builds, 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 builds. And then obviously to the finale, which was yesterday.
1: I know. I'm so sad it's over, but oh my goodness. I thought it was an amazing end to an amazing show.
0: Agreed. Agreed. I did enjoy it. I thought it was a very good episode. Very good episode.
1: I'm just, I'm like you. I'm just sad it's over. I wasn't ready. But I was same. Same was not ready for this to be over. But, I mean, if you go back all the way back to season to, to yeah season one to episode one, and mm-hmm. we saw Sam Sam Wilson's character Anthony Mackie's character Sam Wilson come into his
0: own. Oh, absolutely.
1: And. I thought it was such an amazing way for them to bring him. I mean, he's always been kind of like a background character, but to really bring him forward and make him the bam, it's right there in your face. This mm-hmm. this is Sam. This is who he is. That was so good. And of course, Anthony Mackie is an amazing actor.
0: Oh, absolutely. I've been a fan of his since eight mile.
1: Same, same. <laughs> he was so good as Papa Doc.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, even though it wasn't a big role, right? But you know, the little amount. I mean, I was a huge Eminem fan, so me too, um, me too, which is why I I watched Eight Mile. But yeah, mm-hmm. just that even like okay. that small role, he he made an impression. Like I remember when I saw him again a couple years later in a movie, and I was like, oh, I remember that's Papa Doc. Yeah,
1: well, he was in the Heart Locker. Mm-hmm. with uh, Jeremy Renner.
0: Yeah, right? that's a kind of funny guy. Yep. yep. It's an Oscar movie. Oscar yes. nominated movie. Yes. But, yeah, no, but uh, I did like the arc of Sam where he went from being, you know, Cap's wingman. Mm-hmm. And then fighting all the, you know, not just controversy on the outside, but the inner battles that he had. In regards to taking the shield. Yes. And you really saw him struggle throughout the entire series until finally, you know, that that last two episodes, really episode and a half. um, Mm -hmm. That he really realized the power that he could have, you know, not the power, but like the influence he could have on the world by becoming Captain America. Yes. So bravo, Anthony Mackie.
1: Definitely, he deserves all the he he deserves all the accolades and praise that people can put on him because he did an phenomenally amazing job. Agreed. I mean, I think people forget that he he is a Juilliard graduate.
0: Yes, he is.
1: I mean, he he went to one of the most prestigious acting schools
0: around. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's not, yeah, it's not easy to get in at all. No,
0: and that, and it, that it's that a known name. Me. You hear Juilliard, and you're like, oh, exactly. <laughs> He's in the arts.
1: <laughs> exactly. But I'll tell you, the one that I I was set to hate from the very beginning was Wyatt Russell's character. I mean, yeah. don't you mm-hmm. don't get me wrong. I absolutely loathed John Walker that character oh, from the horrible. moment he
0: stepped out at the end of the first episode i was like i don't like you
1: right and then the little smirk and wink
0: mm-hmm. that, was, that
1: just stealed it from me i was like yeah you're just too damn cocky to be to be cat
0: yeah he uh he definitely was arrogant yes definitely arrogant but again and and yeah wyatt russell did a fantastic job because he made yes. you hate that character yes i mean i feel bad that he got death threats as a result i'm sure he didn't you know he was okay. But um right, you know, like that just showed how good he was that he made people feel so strongly. I mean, don't recommend sending death threats to actors because that's just stupid, but that's yeah. Don't don't do that. Yeah, don't don't do that. But he, he just did that good of a job at you know, being this hated character that you just you you just wanted to root against him. I mean, it's also hard to not root for Bucky and Sam, but, you know.
1: Right. But at the same time, I mean, but I will say, Wyatt Russell blew me away. Because I, with his acting ability to make you, mm-hmm. to be able to act so well as a character, to make people have such a visceral reaction to said character. Yep. You know, that, that that's some talent. And of course, being the son of uh, Kurt Russell, mm-hmm. that is like Those he are a big like, shoes to fill. Like, huge shoes, because I mean, his dad is a—I mean, well, both of his parents are great actors.
0: Yep. Yep. I mean, yeah. No, he did. He did a fantastic job. Yeah. Um, as as John Walker, and I'm I'm interested to see what they do me too with that character now that he is officially US agent. US agent. Yes. Um so I am I am interested because you know based on that last episode he's not done. So um wow. I, I'm looking forward to see what what happens with that. And if anyone follows the comics they know that he does become part of uh, uh Hydra.
1: I was gonna say I thought that's where I thought he was because mm-hmm. obviously um, Valentina is uh, mm-hmm. she's basically she's she's basically Hydra.
2: Yeah, she's one of the different women that's used the name Madame Hydra in uh, the comics. So, mm-hmm. yep. So yep, it'll be so.
1: interesting to see how they bring. I mean, to get Julia Louis Dreyfus.
2: <laughs> I just, you know what, I just thought it was really impressive they actually hid that. Like, nobody had the slightest clue. That I know. Like, like, when, I, when she
0: it. came on the screen, I was like, oh, my God.
2: I know. <laughs> so, um, like, l- like, literally, I have never heard anybody, like, hint or quote-unquote leaks about uh, her showing up in anything marvel really like nothing i have not i've not heard anything until Same. watching the episode and i'm like what
1: that's that's the way i was i was like she walked out on screen i was like what the hell is elaine doing here yeah you know? right i was just like
2: i think yeah it's it's really interesting seeing her play like i mean she did play a little comedic but it's like a dark comedic right
1: mm-hmm.
2: so that's kind of interesting so-
1: yeah but I think she's supposed to be if if I remember reading it that she's her character was supposed to have been introduced in the Black Widow movie.
0: yes, I believe yeah. I read that also, but because that was postponed, they decided to allow it, yeah, uh, or to have it be known in, uh, in a so from. that'll be good. so we'll get to learn more about her in in the upcoming um Black Widow movie so right <clears throat> but, um, but I am I, yeah. so sad
1: that we have seven weeks until Loki comes out yeah I
0: kind yeah. of wonder, wonder what's
2: the reasoning behind that kind of timing
0: well I, I think it's because Black Widow was supposed to come out in May yeah
2: yeah but then again it was, and it, and yeah, it's but,
1: gotten postponed
2: yeah so then it's like kind of strange that they didn't switch it around and moved yeah. it up because, like, they did, I mean, they they changed the movie schedule, so it's, like, uh, I don't know. I
1: don't Cause, know. I mean, if,
2: yeah, because if the show is technically, like, ready to go, you know, then there's no, it doesn't seem to, like there's a reason why they couldn't move it up to, like, May or something, but, I don't know. Yeah. Earlier in May, that is.
0: Right. Um. But another another uh, great. Well, there's. I mean, the acting all around was fantastic. But I am bringing him up. We talk about him all the time without mentioning his name. But I'm finally going to say his name: Sebastian Stan, yes. Barnes. And yeah, fantastic man. Definitely. I mean, the 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 episode four, just that beginning alone. How emotional he got. And you know just the flashbacks I really and truly and honestly feel that it was one of his best performances as Bucky and then of course we have Ayo who comes back uh, from the Dora Milaje after being in a couple of movies so I was super excited to see her in that also but that whole scene was just absolutely breathtaking in you know his performance and how you know from there when you first see io again how much you can tell that she generally cares about him but at the same time her allegiance is to wakanda
1: she is i character tear up and and have that softness that was yeah that was amazing that was amazing
0: no absolutely and and honestly f- from then on i mean even during, like, that whole episode, um, you know, where she, she is back to, like, her stoic self, even when she tells Bucky, like, you have eight hours. And then even when she, like, dismantles his arm for a minute or whatever, like, after when he does give them Zemo in mm-hmm. the fifth episode, like, you see she has a warm side when it comes to him. Yes, you know, like
1: well you could, you could see in episode three, not to cut you off, I'm sorry, um no, that she was disappointed, yeah. in his decision to do what he did, yep, you could tell she was disappointed it was in it was in the way it was in the way she looked and in the in the tone of her voice, even though she was still very controlled that that emotion leaked out, and. Yep it leaked out again when she disabled his arm because she's like, she was so disappointed in the fact that he was was fighting them over it.
0: But uh, yeah, no, so, you know, um, but yeah, that scene, that first scene in episode four, I I just thought was amazing. And then I just love that Bucky in this season had so much sass. (laughs) Oh, I know. He, was, he obviously he
1: was like 40s Bucky. He, he seemed like the like his old normal forties Bucky self.
0: A little bit, yeah, yeah, yeah Just not, a darker not, version.
1: Yeah, I mean, he wasn't obviously as carefree, and I quote, I guess naive would be the word. Right. Yeah. But he he was he was back to like he was cracking the jokes. He was being his sarcastic, you know, kind of. Flirty self.
0: Yeah, no, but he was... I just loved uh, how sassy he was. And, um, yeah, so I, I just... I, I, And I enjoyed the that arc as well. I thought Bucky's arc was very, very good. And, like, I can't help but wonder what's going to happen now because, like, I almost feel like this... And this could be a good ending in terms of Bucky's arc. You know what I mean? Like, he... He's, you know um free he you know was pardoned he's made his amends he's you know happy her now um yeah. you know so like where are they going to where are they going to bring him from here is what i want to know like um and mm-hmm. you know i really like i just wonder how much time we have left and like bucky is such a popular character but like obviously you know, Marvel's not going to be like, oh, well, you know, he's so popular. We're going to keep him around forever. Like, you can't do that. So right. I'm just I'm I'm wondering where like where Sam's arc is almost just beginning now. Mm-hmm. Like he's Captain America. Bucky's, I feel like, is more coming toward an to end. So, yeah. yeah,
1: I yeah, I feel that, too. I, I do think I do think maybe one more season for the Falcon. Winter, well, I guess it would be Captain America and the Winter Soldier now um since
0: captain america and the white wolf they they need to get rid of the winter soldier name he's not the winter soldier anymore
1: right he is no he is no longer the winter soldier he he is he is the white wolf (laughs) but every time i think of the white wolf i just think i i honestly have to kind of segue into um the witcher because that's what they called him there too (laughs) (laughs) Carol <laughs> was known as the white wolf too so it's just like it's always been like this disconnect for me i'm like wait a minute bucky bucky's not the white wolf <laughs> <laughs> but anyway back on track back on track
0: um but and then uh going through the rest of the actors i mean daniel Brule, Uh oh my god that was <laughs> dancing oh my- in the club <laughs> or in the <laughs> at the party that was hilarious that was great and then uh, i love how like seb posted that picture how like the you know when mm-hmm. zemo's like touching bucky's face and he said that's like the one scene that the he didn't, laugh. didn't I, laugh i need to see bloopers me too that's just like what i need doing. to see i need to see these bloopers because yes
1: yeah. i'm like I, I need to see how many times they had to take they had to redo that because, seb- <laughs> because seb- sebastian kept laughing <laughs>
0: Which is unusual for him, which makes me happy, though, because that means like Seb felt very comfortable. Yes. But uh, but yeah, and then obviously having Emily Van Camp, uh, Sharon Carter come back and Sharon's yes. not not so cool no more. She's i uh, I'm interested to see what the arc is going to be for her. I know. I yeah, mean, had- I had mixed feelings about that, honestly. Yeah, like, you're kind of killing your family's legacy. Like, I get it. Like, I get that she was bitter. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, she's bitter against the United States. She's bitter against like, the Avengers. Um, You know, she had to do what she had to do when she was in Madripoor, but like, you know, now you're, it, you were pardoned. Sam got you what you wanted, and now you're gonna use it with, like, being the power broker? Like, hmm. Yeah.
1: In a way, I mean, we they pretty much the entire fandom of the of Marvel knew she was going to be the power broker.
0: Oh yeah, it was noticeable after uh, that one episode.
1: Yeah, what was that episode three? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like when she was on the phone talking. It was like we knew she was going to be the power broker. Yeah. So that was no surprise when it turned out she was the power broker. But at the same time, I kind of thought that was like it was a good, it was good. But at the same time, it was such a horrible arc for her character.
2: Yeah, go down that road. I just, I just felt like that was just a weird decision. Honestly, having her be the power broker. I mean, yeah, it it was just very strange, and them kind of shoehorning like that subplot on top of other subplots in a six-episode season. Just felt like there were just too many things going on that kind of connected but didn't really connect in a way that made the pacing of the show actually make sense, to me at least. And I know other people have felt kind of like the same way.
0: Yeah, no, I definitely have heard that comment that they felt like the, and, and I get it, especially like, I feel like the second half of the series or of the season, it was weird, you know, um, it could have put in a lot more to kind of bring everything together. Um, and I feel like they didn't, they were just kind of all over the place more episode five I feel like was kind of like a random like I mean yeah I don't know yeah I just just thought it kind of got like the last two episodes were almost like oh crap we have to like tie these loose ends let's go (laughs) like Yeah, yeah I mean
2: episode five wouldn't have felt okay I've heard some people complain that parts of like a good chunk of episode five was like too slow or even almost like off topic. But it's, but I kind of feel like if this was like, say, an eight episode season, mm-hmm.
0: and then it would have been okay.
2: Episode five wouldn't have felt like I don't want to call it a waste of time, but you know what I mean? It's like in terms of pacing, it almost feels like it's a waste of time spending all that time going into the personal stuff when it's so close to the end because. It just it just makes the pace it just makes the pacing of the narrative kind of go off. Right. Kind of no, I,
0: I definitely yeah. agree.
2: So so which is why like it, like I was saying before, if it was like an eight episode season, then you know it wouldn't felt it wouldn't have felt like it was going off the track or slowing down or whatever. Because in a way, when you have like a longer season, it kind of makes sense to um have episodes like episode five where you kind of look at the more personal side of some of your characters especially your main characters because if you're a show where you're very action plot driven sometimes you can lose uh a bit of the character development um at times so Having episodes like that, you know, in a 10, 8, 10, 22 episode season would make sense. But yeah, when you've got only the six episodes, it it does almost feel like almost like it's a waste of time.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, obviously Sam practicing and like training to be like Captain America is like one thing like that obviously needed to happen to show you like, OK, he's like accepted but mm-hmm. I do agree like everything else didn't necessarily need to be in there. Um, I honestly think they probably had enough inform I, I don't obviously, I don't know what they shot, but like they could they had there was enough going on that they could have added another episode or two to, you know, kind of make some of those looser ends from episode four. Uh, fit a little bit better, you know, where it's like episode four. Okay. Zemo's gone. Um, You mm-hmm. know, Walker killed the guy. And then it's like episode five. Okay. The beginning was great. You know, where Sam and Bucky confront Walker and fight and that whole thing. And then it was like, literally after that, that first scene with the fight, it was just kind of like, okay. <laughs> Which just had we just, like, slowed down to, like, a stop. You know, and, like, I mean, yeah, yeah. so the Zemo going to the, the raft with the Dora Milaje and, like, all that stuff. But, like, you know, and kind of, like, explaining what happened to Walker. Okay, fine. But then, like, you know, everything with Sam and his family and his boat. Like, that's stuff that could have waited till, like, that last episode.
1: Yeah, because... I kinda of felt like they kind of rushed the last episode at the end.
0: hmm Yeah, it was like all yeah. of a sudden all all's good. Like uh, Sam's nephews now like Bucky. Like he was there yeah. a few weeks ago when they ran away from him. And now he's back and they're joking around and playing with him like he's their best friend. I'm like, I don't understand what just happened. <laughs>
1: I know. It's kinda was I was kinda saying yeah. what I was like the hell is going on here? Why are we all acting like all of a sudden Bucky is best friends with these people?
2: <laughs> yeah, it's like a huge time jump as in the last scene. Yeah, yeah, because
0: I mean he also made amends with all those people. When did you have time for that? Right? <laughs> yeah, that
2: that's why like it felt a little I mean, it just felt a little strange. I mean, it's almost like I mean, I don't know how serious they were about doing a season two beforehand, but it's possible they may have rushed through this because they had no confirmed plan on a season two. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, I think they only recently announced it, which makes me kind of question a little bit about like what is their like how do they plan these things ahead of time because it's like if you guys already knew ahead of time that you were planning on doing a season 2 then the pacing and some of the decision making and like what what story lines and subplots and whatever goes in here would have been better spread out i guess so that it these things are developed better and they make sense but it kind of felt like they shoehorned like too many ideas in here like i was like what we were saying before about sharon the thing is that i don't mind sharon showing up again because like we we lost track of her after civil war Mm -hmm. but it's like the reveal that she's the power broker felt very odd to me Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, just because it's like, you know, first off, you like I get like, like what you were saying before Sam that like you get like, I get that, you know, she would have some bitter feelings about like, why was I left behind out of all the people that helped you guys out? I got left out later, which, which, to be fair, is kind of a shitty thing to do with somebody. But, um,
0: yes, Steve.
2: But that, that was, that's a whole other topic. But, um <laughs> but we can we could really get into it in, the, in a later episode. but it but it's like, it, it just it just felt strange to me, like how she could have gotten into the position of being the power broker who, who is supposed to be like very, like practically running Madrapo and all the, you know, black market underground stuff going on in there. It just felt strange to me, like how they had her reveal. Now I could believe now I was I could believe her like finagling her way as a lieutenant or something like that, which initially that's what it looked like. But being the actual power broker, that just felt kind of odd to me. It's like, you know, you you guys are like throwing these ideas to make her more uh complex or something when she wasn't really that complex in the movies
0: unfortunately yeah yeah no i i agree i think they definitely could have made her like an assistant or something to the power broker um but yeah because i mean how did she how did she manage to get to such a high power um and like, I mean, yeah, okay, great. You were a SHIELD agent. You were a member of the CIA. It's not like you were like the best agent known to man, you know, that you were like able to yeah. fight your way through. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, I I, I, de- I definitely get that. They need to kind of explain as to how that happened. And maybe they will down the line. But in yeah. terms of like how you, you know, make, you know, when did they make a decision about, season two it almost feels like they made the decision to possibly do a season two because I mean did they confirm that it's going to happen or we're all guessing because of how it's going in for the Emmys because it's going in as a as a uh, drama as opposed to a limited series right
1: right yeah yeah one division so is to be the limited series
0: right so we're all guessing that there's going to be a season two but my guess is that if they made that decision maybe they made it after they had finished. Editing and everything, which, you know, maybe they wanted to see how things were going to go. I don't know. I mean, I, though, I don't yeah. see Marvel necessarily doing that. They seem pretty, you know, meticulous in their planning. Yeah. But yeah. I don't know. It just almost seemed like they had decided it after a lot of the editing and stuff was done. And by then it was too late to kind of spread some yeah. of this stuff out because it would be different if, like, You know, there was cliffhangers on a lot of these subplots, because if there's going to be a season two or, you know, if it's going to eventually lead into a movie somewhere, then that's not a big deal. But. You know, if we don't know what's going to happen with a lot of these characters, I mean, we don't know when we're going to see Sharon or John Walker or Bucky again. Now we know when Sam's going to be popping up. But, you know, like, is season two going to be before Captain America four? You know what I mean? Like, so. Yeah, there's a lot of questions in the air when it does you know when it comes to that but like I I definitely agree that the pacing especially I feel more in the last two episodes was just a little weird it doesn't I I still enjoyed the episodes I still thought the series or the season as a whole was was awesome I really did enjoy it if it was a movie I would have really enjoyed it um but yeah I think they could have done certain things a little bit differently but again, they may have just made those choices because they didn't know what was going to happen.
2: Right. Yeah. Um, since we're bringing up like when, you know, like since they only recently, like they literally just announced earlier, like as of this recording earlier this week, they um, they made an announcement that the show uh, runner, yeah, I think he's the show runner, For uh, Falcon the Winter Soldier, he's going to be writing a script for a cap four. Right. And yeah, as to when that's going to happen, obviously, since they just announced it, they obviously are not going to tell us anything about when they're planning on this. But um, I'm looking up the upcoming movies and I'm going to assume that. Cap 4 is going to su- come up sometime like 2023 20, or later because all the movies that are for this year and next year have already been announced.
0: And right, and are either in production or filming. You know, filming.
2: Yeah. Filming um, or they're in was production. Right. right. Yeah. So um, I'm looking at the list here. So obviously there is Black Widow then Shang-Chi, then Eternals. Spider-Man No Way Home is coming out in December. Multiverse of Madness is next year. Love and Thunder, Love is and
1: Thunder will be next year.
2: Black Panther 2 is next year. Captain Marvel 2 is next year. They've only said uh Quantumania is sometime in 2022, but there's no confirmed date yet because it looks like they're still filming it um same thing with love and thunder it looks like they're still filming it and there's also the guardians three which i'm assuming they're gonna film right after love and thunder uh because from what i remember some of the actors that are the guardians they went to australia to film love and thunder because they yes. show up in it um so after quantumania they like i was saying guardians 3 which is scheduled for 2023 but obviously we don't know when um and then there's a mention of fantastic four but that's up in the air they don't know they don't know when that's happening but that's being developed right now so, presumably, Cap 4 is going to be at least, is not going to come out until at least 2023, which makes sense. Because right. I mean, they announced it, so that they're going to do it. So, they have to write the script and
0: right. everything. That's sad. <laughs> <laughs> so, they technically could do a season two, be- obviously, before then. Um, if they, they could. Yeah, if they start filming later this year. <laughs> I mean,
2: it's possible, but um, the only issue would be: is like, would they have to change showrunners because he's gonna have to focus on Cap Four?
0: Yeah, but there was other writers too, so you know, I don't know.
1: Yeah. He was just—he yeah, sh- was just the yeah. showrunner. He was the lead writer, but that doesn't mean he right. was the only writer. So
0: right. Yeah, I think there was two others
2: right but as the showrunner your main job is to like supervise the writing staff and making sure like everything well runs <laughs> uh runs well um the whole pro- like the production and the writing and everything so if he has to if he's going to focus on working on the screenplay for cap 4 then depending on when they ought to do a second season, they may have to have a different person be the showrunner.
0: Yeah, I guess we'll find out. Yeah, it it is just sad to know that it could be a couple of years before we see Sam again, and who knows about Bucky? Right. So, you know, I mean, I'm looking forward to everything else, but um those, you yeah. know, I I was always more partial to the the Captain America saga um, myself, so. Yeah. So, and there's no like Avengers movies that like brings everyone together and so it's it's yeah. Well
2: not that not that they announced one.
0: Right. Right. Doesn't mean that they're not hiding one. Which but I mean that also makes me think like they just announced Captain America for, it, but has it been in the works for a while? You know what I mean? Like we don't mm-hmm. just because it was just announced doesn't mean that they haven't been talking you know, they hadn't talked about it. So whatever. Well I guess we all just have to learn patience which isn't my forte but
1: that's not my strong point
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I... i'm i'm like you know i'm like a typical pisces i like imagining scenarios and envisioning things that may or may not actually happen so i love speculating on these things uh
0: yeah. but um all right so what was everyone's favorite part i guess of the series i don't think so, there was well, really a favorite part for me
1: I my I think my favorite part was seeing Sam fully embrace the Captain America persona.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was very good.
1: Like seeing him in the full suit and then seeing him at the, like when he Make was that speech. When he made his speech and he fully embraced the persona of Captain America who who he is on the inside, it's yep. not about the looks, it's about the inside that and the uh the final scene with uh Sam and Isaiah Bradley,
0: yeah, that was a good oh, that was heartbreaking, yes. like, yeah, like you just I was so happy for I- Isaiah, and you know it's like you know, yes, yeah, like Bucky introduced Sam, but I'm glad like Sam kept kind of like going back to him um and and you know, talking to him and stuff like that. And like being able to make sure that, you know, everything that he went through, all the pain, all the suffering is now going to be acknowledged forever. Next to, you know, Captain America, Steve Rogers, you know, like he's, he's right there with him is, is so awesome. I was so happy that they did that. His, his suit. I liked it. The neck like the the headpiece, with like the goggles was a little weird to me um I I don't know that was like the only part that really bothered me, other than that. I thought it looked fantastic. He looked awesome, um, yeah, I like that they figured out a way to have the shield and the wings,
2: yeah uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I think I think like I mean, I know it looks kind of odd, but I think the idea was that they were trying to blend his original like identity as the falcon with 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 captain america and yet making it uniquely him because when you think about when john walker was captain america it even though it obviously doesn't look exactly like steve the thing was it was meant to imitate steve Mm
0: -hmm.
2: and yet Mm -hmm. it it the fact that it looked kind of off when john walker was wearing it is like a visual symbolism, I guess, of how John is trying to live up to the legacy of Steve Rogers and people kind of expect him to. And yet he falls really short and he's very off mm-hmm. in the role. And I think with the, with the costuming with Sam at the end, it me- it's meant to be a visual cue that, you know, he is going to be Captain America, but he's going to be his version that is mm-hmm. representing him. And that's also accepting that he is the Falcon as well, because he keeps, because I guess his only superpower, um, since he's not a super soldier, is his expertise at using the flight, you know, the flight wings. So, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. it does look a little awkward, but, but it actually makes a lot a lot of sense though the design
0: yeah oh yeah no i just thought yeah. it looked a little a little just that one one piece like i said the rest of it looked fantastic no, no. i i really liked it
2: no i know but you know i I was just like yeah i mean i, I get it does it, it does look kind of off but yet it, it does actually make kind of sense then why they would go in that like why they made it look like that though at the same time
0: yeah. um but uh, my my favorite Part actually was uh, the fight with the Dora Milaje, uh, Walker um, and Lamar and Bucky and Sam um, when Zemo gets away. I thought that was just such a huge moment. First of all, the Dora Milaje are badass, so you know, for, you know. But um, you know, you have john walker it just kind of showed at that moment how he really had no idea what he was getting himself into at that Mm -hmm. moment and how arrogant he was and then like at the end of it like the only thing he could say was they didn't even have super soldier serum like that whole episode really like really like spoke to me um but yeah that was like my favorite scene but like Uh, the part where like Zemo was saying how the serum enhances who you really are and like how that's why like the flag smashers are all bad because, you know, really deep inside, that's just like who they are. And, you know, Bucky was like, well, look at Steve. And Zemo's response was, but there's never been another Steve Rogers. But, and I know a lot of other people have talked about this and I was thinking about it. Bucky's a good guy and he has the serum. You know what I mean? So it's like yeah. the reason why he was bad was because he was he was, you know, forced to by Hydra. But it just shows that Bucky is a good guy, is just as good of a guy as Steve was, because it didn't change him. But uh, let's talk about the flag smashers. We've ignored them.
2: Yeah.
1: We have. We we need to talk about them.
2: Okay, first okay. Off, yeah, uh first off I thought it was really interesting in general that they decide to have the flag smashers as a group because there was actually a villain called Flag Smasher and Flag Smasher was I think Carl Morgenthau and Flag Smasher was a Captain America uh villain. So I thought it was kind of interesting decision that they made that like they made them made the name into a group and that this group had a similar uh, philosophy as the original villain, but they changed it in a way where it actually makes sense in a post snap post blip world. And simultaneously addressing very real real world problems that we're experiencing right now, so I give them props for that.
1: It was interesting to see the fact that they they went ahead and used a female as the leader of the flag smashers, you know, instead of making it like instead of making making it typically male, which i thought I thought that was very interesting to do it that way.
2: Yeah. I read somewhere that the idea of having a Carly Morgenthau was to make the cause a little bit more relatable to the audience. And that was why they wanted to have a female leader of the Flag Smashers. And I guess to be fair having an idealistic young woman being the leader you know does actually kind of add a level of sympathy because to be fair some of the like some of the reasons why this got started and why it actually appealed to people actually does make a lot of sense and you could understand why they feel that way because Again, like I was saying before, was that it is a reflection of a very serious real world issue we are still experiencing now. I mean, we have millions of people who are refugees, who are displaced people, who for different circumstances and different reasons cannot be in their country of origin I mean, we're experiencing that all over the all in in multiple parts of the world, and yeah, it's a very serious problem. And you have thousands of, you know, millions of people who are in a similar situation to some of the people that, you know, like the flag smashers and some of their supporters are experiencing, because they are ultimately uh, average people who are waiting for governments who are supposed to be for the people in essence and you know being in charge of society to help them and yet you're stuck in a camp for months on end with very little resources and it almost feels like it's never going to end and you're never going to get a home really mm-hmm. and- yeah, which, which which is a very interesting decision and, you know, for them to have that, you know, in essence be the villain of the series. Yeah,
1: it was just the way they did a lot of it was they were very head on and face forward when it came to the quote unquote hard topics uncomfortable topics
2: i totally applaud them for like doing that and thanks for listening everyone catch us next time
0: (laughs) and see what we're going to talk about
1: because the three fates decide